Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! This podcast proudly presents to you the zero-time tag team champions of the world, the road dog, J.J. Brownlee, the badass, J.B. Faulkner, Total Spot Fest Live! With the ninth wonder of the world, Nick. All right. Well, welcome to or welcome back to Total Spot Fest Live. I am JJ Brownlee, and by my side, as he always is, is the one, the only Jamie Faulkner. How's everybody doing? And of course, we are graced once again with the presence of, you know, that guy. You know, he's the ninth wonder of the world, Nick. Hey. <laughs> he's living proof that if you don't use it you do in fact lose it <laughs> ah, Dude, i was prayers. trying i was trying to play that straight and it just did not work out <laughs> you can't you can't play stuff you can't play it straight so thank ah. you guys for joining us again we do appreciate it once again we are always back here every wednesday and friday Filling you in on the goings-on in the professional wrestling world. Wednesdays tend to be our WWE-heavy uh, episode of the week. And this is definitely no exception because we had a pay-per-view over the weekend. We're going to talk about Elimination Chamber. Goods, bads. Uh, also going to talk about SmackDown before the Elimination Chamber. Oh, I have things to say about SmackDown before Elimination Chamber. And Raw from earlier this week. So, Jamie and Nick, how are you guys doing? How's your weekend's been? What's been going on? I mean, it was all right. <clears throat> I mean, I, I did sit through the freaking Elimination Chamber. I didn't watch it in the beginning. And then Nick texted me. He's like, you watching this? I'm like, no. And then I decided to watch it. And, you know... I'm kind of excited to talk about it, amazingly. You know, I always say, I was like, I'm not watching that that crap. And then <laughs> what I do, I end up sitting either on my couch or at my computer desk watching the son of a bitch. So, hey, we're, we're Marks. So what are you going to do? Nick, how you been, man? Good, good. Uh, kind of like Jamie. We'll, we'll talk about it in a sec. But I was actually kind of getting a little hyped up for this right beforehand. I, didn't, I had no interest in seeing it, but I, I turned it on. And as it was happening, I kind of like started getting into it. And then uh, I only got one match correct, which is insane for WWE, because I usually get at least 9 out of 10. It's usually not hard, yes. Uh, I only got one correct this time. Interesting, yeah. interesting. And uh, other than that, I uh, put out a tweet earlier. It didn't really go well. <laughs> I, I, only, I only had it one like. It didn't go well. <laughs> I only had one like, but... Uh, it was Aww. from one Mr. Uh, Jeremy Wyatt. No I don't know. It, it could very well have just been a courtesy like because he felt bad. I don't know. Oh, Jeremy's been tweeting some dark shit lately. I don't know what's been going on. He's just been depressed or what? Jeremy Wyatt, first of all, fantastic wrestler. Uh, he's the we talked about him. Was it last week? Some I don't know. Recently, we mentioned him. He wrestled. Uh, uh, in Journey Pro, he lives in Kansas City. He wrestles for a St. Louis promotion and a, a KC promotion whenever they come back. Hashtag We Want Journey Pro. Uh, but uh, he was like the past week. He was tweeting some real dark shit. Did you guys see all that? I saw some of it, and I, I, I I'm hoping it's like a gimmick type thing. Because what I what I saw is like oof, oof. 
Can like, you do a oof, can you do a up. heel turn from a heel from being a heel? Can you do another heel turn? <laughs> it's like Super Troopers. It's like yeah. it's, it's, it's like turn heel. I'm already heel. Turn farther heel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's that's what sh- I'm going. We got we got to make a shirt that says "Turn farther heel" because that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, meow, all right, meow. Let's let's get back on task here. Let's talk about some West. Yeah. Let's talk about some wrestling, guys. So, uh, before we get to Elimination Chamber, we're going to talk about SmackDown from last Friday. And, oh boy, do I have... Uh, okay, yes. I have I have so many thoughts. Uh, surprisingly enough, SmackDown viewership from this past week was up about 400,000 from the week before. Which, I, after watching it and sitting through this putrid show... I I just fathom just yeah I can't even talk it just was so mind bending as I've said before and as we've all kind of reiterated SmackDown's been the better of the two main roster if you would WWE brands for the last you know nine months or so and this was definitely not it this this was a go home show that made you think what's the point of doing a go home show. Starts off with Edge coming out. Everybody knows Edge is going to challenge Roman. Let's, why are we even bothering with this? He comes out. Roman interrupts him. They're then interrupted by Sami Zayn, who gets leveled by Jey Uso, because Sami and Jay are both in the Elimination Chamber. It, it, it The whole thing just it was, it was flat, and you could tell they were just reading lines poorly. It, it was bad. Uh, so that's how they started the show. Then they go into the matches. And Apollo versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, which should be a killer match, right? Yes. It know? should be amazing because, I mean, two yeah. high-quality athletes going at it. But it's SmackDown. It's SmackDown. And they're both tied up because, you know, tri- Triple H, king of – he's not the king of kings anymore. He's the king of 50-50. King of 50-50 booking. He's got Biggie on commentary, which I love Biggie on commentary because he's mm. got a couch with a mini fridge and some sort of meal of some sort. And he's, Biggie's great, mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't, you know, that didn't save this because the match was short. It was whatever. Um, Shinsuke gets the win, and then you know Apollo attacks after the match. To yeah, he snaps. <sighs> It's whatever. It's whatever. Poor Apollo. His poor Apollo never was realized on the main roster, even though he got a, he got a belt under his his wings with the U.S. title. You know, the only push he's ever gotten. He just, I just they don't. I don't think they know what to do with the big, muscly, athletic black guy. They're like, I don't know what to do with this dude. Yeah, he's too big <laughs> to be. A, you know, he's too big to be one of those high flyer guys, and he's not. He's not. As big, he's all these muscly. They don't know what they'll do with him. So you may be right because it's kind of the same way with um, uh, Big E. I mean, Big E does his own thing. Don't get me wrong, but he's never really had a uh, an individual push. Not not well, until recently. Really successful. This current one is, right. but it's. I think it's because he has such a personality from the new day. Oh, and for sure. Yeah, if it wasn't for that, he'd be he'd be right there in mid card hell with Apollo. Even though they kind of are, but. That's how, that's your first match of the night. Then they come out with Seth Rollins, who's wearing a lot less leather. Thank God. But is he uh, though? Co- it was still shiny. <laughs> it was a weird, yeah, it's an odd fitting, weird shiny suit. Uh, I don't know. It's I, I don't get. I don't. You get know what the this whole- is? Did you what? guys ever? Did you guys ever play Far Cry Five? 
No. No. He is, just Google it. He is Joseph Seed from Far Cry 5. That's what this whole storyline is going to be, where he's this messiah, cult leader type guy. He's got the same look. He's got the same man bun, everything. Just give it a, give it a yeah. look. It's him to well, a it's, T. It's interesting because it's not, it's not, as I said last week, it's not far off from his Monday Night Messiah shtick, although he was very consistent in his imaging and his messaging when he was the Messiah. And this is a little more erratic. Maybe he's just to try to find their footing, but okay. Yeah. Maybe who knows? He doesn't really do anything, but come out, call everybody losers, especially <laughs> Cesaro. <laughs> yeah. That's literally all it was. That's it was like five minutes of that. Like, okay, that's great. Yeah. Um, I'm a heel. It, You're losers. That's how you know I'm a heel. <laughs> yeah. You right. suck. And, and, and you person who we don't know who you are, I'm going to call you out so everybody knows that you're a face. It's like, okay, all right, whatever. We get it. Then starts the first of the most annoying promos of the night. The Edge giving a little pep talk to one of the one of the uh, competitors in the Money in the Bank match. He's talking to KO. It's like, okay, we stop it. We know that no one's beating Roman Reigns on 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 Elimination Chamber after the EC match. You're going to challenge Roman. Just stop this. Stop this charade. So to make me feel better, what does is, what is Triple H do? Well, he rolls out the Riot Squad against Tamina and Natalia. And, oh boy, just JJ, just, mmm. So, for one, <laughs> here's a little sidebar. For one, Tamina no longer has got the cod piece of doom. She's wearing an actual, like, new outfit. Thank God. She looked good. She looked she, real good. She yeah. didn't look ridiculous. Because whatever the hell they've been putting her in for the last three years is just the worst outfit ever. So, she looked good. Uh, I, I just, it just drives me nuts. It's not the women's division specifically. It's like anybody that's got any sort of size. So to me, it's considered to be one of the big bruisers in the, the women's division, right? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. just step below Nia Jax. And what does that mean? That means half the time she's going to be unbeatable. The other half the time, she's going to be a complete joke. Well, mm-hmm. somewhere between her not wrestling for the past two months and last SmackDown, she became the unbeatable one all of a sudden. And they're just doing stupid stuff like having Ruby Riot, hey Ruby, having Ruby Riot like bounce off her whenever she uh, uh, tries to like like run into her the shoulder tackle and you know she's obliterating the crap out of Liv Morgan and. My my big argument, despite my penchant for Ruby, is that the Riot Squad is the only legitimate, actual tag team left in the women's division, a division that has a tag team championship. <sighs> you got no Iconics. You got no Boston Hug Connection. Everybody else is just a smattering of two random-ass people, except for the Riot Squad. It's true. Well, I mean, you do have um, what Nia Jax has coined as Shania. Um, I I don't hate Nia Jax and Shayna. I think they're, I'll I'll give you that. But, I mean, you are right that the Buried Squad is probably the only women's tag team that's out there. I mean, (coughs) the Iconics were there, but it's just the Buried Squad now. I mean, they're just buried. It is just them getting buried, and... And and they and they keep like teasing that they're gonna give this push, which they should. And just make make everybody make me really, but make make everybody happy. Give them give them the titles at least for a month. Give them a reign as the titles, just so that you know whatever. And it's this whole match was just 
awkward. Billy, uh, Billy Kay comes out in the middle of it, and she's now she's wearing a, a Tamina T-shirt and uh, Natalia's like stupid ass cat ears. So, uh, dragging this along. So it yeah. it was it was a thing uh, because uh, WWE doesn't know how to differentiate uh, whip or intermingle women's uh, segments with men's segments. We went straight into Bailey's new talk show, Ding Dong Hello, which I like this Bailey persona. I'm glad that they're getting her away from just being the crap out of the riot squad every week and making JJ angry and giving her something else to do, even though it still is kind of unknown what the hell she's doing. So her talk show guests are Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, of course, because they're just they're 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 used more than Charlotte Flair was when she was the NXT champion. I don't even get this, but they're her guests. And they come out, they're smack-talking uh, Bianca and Sasha. Bailey is great during this whole thing. Like, she takes the big, comfortable couch to sit in and gives both of them a single stool. Um, <laughs> Bailey's personas... Ba- Bailey's always been top, top-notch. top And yeah. since she turned heel, she just got better. I love her feuding with Michael Cole. It's great. If you guys... If, if you anybody listening is not following Bailey on Twitter, you're missing a goldmine of comedy. It's fantastic. I mean, that's why uh, she shaved his head in the back of her head. I know for the rumble, it was. I do like this a lot better than uh, uh, Mopey Bailey. Mopey Bailey was a little eh. Mopey Emo Bailey was the worst, you know. Really, I thought Hug Bailey was probably the worst. That one just drove me nuts. It was annoying. It it was annoying, but it 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 was it was you know it made sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, anyway, so they come out and they're smack talking Bianca and Sasha. Uh, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, that is. And that, of course, leads to Reginald coming out because, of, of course, <laughs> uh, to defend Sasha's honor. And so that means, of course, that Sasha has to come out and then Bailey and then Bianca comes out and, oh, you know what's going to happen. Everybody sees it. Six woman tag team match. And yes, that includes Reginald in <laughs> the, the match. Yeah. So... It's uh, Sasha, Bianca, and Reginald versus Bailey, Nia, and Shayna. Reginald ends up getting the pin on Nia Jax. That happened, and okay. Can can we start referring to Reginald as Virgil 2.0, please? <laughs> I, I I will not give him that much credit. No, I mean, that's how little I think of this character. Is not even a everybody's version. got a price. <laughs> <laughs> And, and this and I, this re- repetition really got to me. So I actually went on WWE.com, looked up the roster to see. And according to them, here's the funny thing. Forget Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. They can travel between brands and whatever bullshit. The only women who were not on SmackDown this past week that were listed as being on the SmackDown roster listed are Maurice, Paige, and Mickey James. So they actually are using their whole women's division every week it's just not using it well so hold on it is maurice according to wwe.com she is a smackdown superstar yes currently homegirl just had some kids she's not <laughs> she's not doing well, page can't wrestle page is never wrestling again L- love page to death her neck has been just shot so yeah. and mickey james is pretty much you know done so yeah i know but so don't count. You don't even consider those. But I'm just saying those are the only ones because I'm sitting here thinking, what else can they do other than this stupid bullshit? And it's like, well, I guess not much. So eh, it is what That's it is. Fair. 
Cesaro gets the is the next one to get the, the pep talk from Edge. Then we go straight into the Mysterios, Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus Otis and Gable. Uh, who cares? Just, <laughs> the, oh, now Gable's no. doing a heel turn. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was such big news on WWE's Twitter that you know Gable and and Otis are now turned heels and they've turned their their back on people and blah blah blah. I'm like, who gives a shit? Like. It wasn't done good. It just it was. Stupid. It was not. It was. It was just kind of shoehorned in there. Yeah. Well, this whole thing is shoehorned in it. it that, yeah, it is. You know, it, <laughs> and I'm going to say this for the record. I cannot blame Bruce Pritchard for this because he doesn't no. do anything with the show. Nope. Mm-hmm. This is all SmackDown. This is all Triple H. So, uh Anyway, Daniel Bryan is the one next getting a uh, pep talk from Edge. Uh, they're, they're bullshitting about it's a dream match. It's long overdue. I'm like, yeah, it's about eight years overdue. I, don't, I do not want to see Edge and Daniel Bryan. No offense to either one of you. Um, then they come in. They take a shot at Jericho, kind of sideswipingly. So uh, they're talking with Daniel Bryan, then, then talking with Cesaro, getting ready for their uh, tr- uh, six man tag, which is the main event, and Kevin Owens comes in, and you know, do you guys want to strategize? And they start grilling him about how he's basically dumped every teammate he's ever had, and you know, they talk about Sami Zayn and a few others. And who is that guy? I don't know. I, I should make a list. And it's like, okay, stop. Just you, you can say the word Jericho. It's just like, come on. It's like, are we so petty? WWE. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I asked that question because that's a stupid question to ask. But <laughs> Reginald's next uh, backstage giving a glass of wine to Carmella because we can't get enough Virgil 2.0. I'll go with it, Jamie. I'll Thank you. Go with Thank you. <laughs> Feels right. Feels right. And, and he just tells. She says that I I I know you know that when it comes time you're gonna do the right thing. Talking about he's gonna like turn his back on. Sasha, when is how is Reginald a a women's character? Is Santino Morella two or Eric Young when he was uh you know I Heart tag teaming with ODB and TNA? So it's just whatever. Oh, okay, so th- then you get then you get the great reveal before the main event that uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair are gonna fight Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the tag team titles at Elimination Chamber because. You know, it's not like they already have, you know, a number one contender waiting in the wings, how poor they are, you mm-hmm. know, Lana and Natal and I don't even, whatever. It, uh, the, the whole women's division just on SmackDown makes me angry so much. So I think SmackDown in general makes me angry. It, it was it was such the better show for so long. And then they had the Roman Reigns thing going on here, which was fresh and new. And now it's just, God, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, main event was a six-man tag. Like I said, everybody's in the Elimination Chamber. Uh, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, Jey Uso versus Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, and KO. Uh, Paul Heyman just appeared randomly out of, out of nowhere on commentary. Edge was already on commentary. Um, whatever. It ended up being won by Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, and KO, and that was that was the night. That was no grand finale, no, no cliffhanger, no nothing, just meh at the end. <laughs> whole show was Matt. Wow. Did you guys watch any of it? No, I didn't. You are so goddamn lucky. I, I watched Ding Dong. Like, I watched that segment. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then I started watching a little bit after that. I'm like, okay, I'm done now. 
Thank you. Well, I I had I had stick to itiveness. I, I I did happy hour, so I had like four beers in me. I was like, eh, screw it, I'll watch this crap. <laughs> so and that helps, ladies and gentlemen. I can attest that does help. Glutton for punishment. In, 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 indeed, indeed. So moving moving swiftly along from there, let's talk about elimination change. Well, hold, hold on, can we talk about one thing right before that? The the one thing that I noticed when I was on our Twitter, which is at Total Spot Fest, man, people were giving Bo Dallas a lot of shit online. Were they really? I know. What, yeah. Because he's retiring? No. No, because he's a piece. He's, he's, it's been revealed that he's been going out with Liv. Like, yeah, they, they live Liv on Morgan. a ranch together, who and they're a starting shit? a real estate company. Who does? Who, who does give a shit? Well, and <clears throat> I think it's because. Oh, go ahead. I, I, I was just gonna say, like we talked about, we talked about him, what three weeks, like not three weeks ago, but like three or four episodes ago, and literally we find out now that he's looking at Life Pass Wrestling. He lives on a farm yeah. with Liv, and people are lighting him up like you had a shot with Liv Morgan. Like, bro. Like even Matt Riddle's like, bro. You know? I know, I know. It's. Well, it's, I just don't get it. It's, it's, it's a lot of internet trolls, and it's like, Ugh. come on, people. It's like, first of all, you don't live anywhere near here. You don't know her. You you know, you yeah. don't have a shot at Liv Morgan. I have no shot at Liv Morgan, okay? And I'll be completely upfront with that. Me, the only single one on this podcast here. Zero chance with pretty much all the wrestlers there are out there, especially anybody that's on WWE, NXT, AEW. No offense, JJ. You don't have a shot. I know that, but these people are just like going to town on him. Like, how dare you? And it's like we saw this like a couple weeks ago with that scary stalker of uh, Alexa oh, Bliss, yeah. you know, yeah. and threatening Ryan Cabrera, and you know, it's some just, people suck. <sighs> yeah, I mean, and yeah, I'm I'm happy for the guy. You know what? He ain't getting any work in the ring, but he, you know, he's he's got a good a good life he's going for, and he's. He, clearly got a good woman um you know that treats him well and who gives a shit man be happy for the guy be happy for both of them Hell i yeah. applaud them yeah indeed and you know if, if you follow uh uh Liv morgan has a youtube she doesn't upload as as regularly as i guess you know everybody would like and herself included probably but she has a youtube channel she does like little videos of her farm and stuff and she says she's always said we so i always figured she's got a boyfriend that's you know that's obviously or something of that nature and lo and behold it's bo dallas and hey good on him you know that's uh this week's gossip sheet so (laughs) yep there you go but you're right, you're right. And, and people listening, if you're listening out there to us, YouTube, or through any of the spot, any of the podcast uh, uh, locations, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Apple, wherever you get your, your podcasts, you don't have a shot with Liv Morgan. Just get over yourself. Okay. Let's get off this and get into actual wrestling again. So, Elimination Chamber. Uh, this was actually a good pay-per-view. It has surprised the crap out of me because... I was like, I'm gonna have this in the background, and I'm gonna tear it a new one when I get uh, when we get to recording next week. And it was not that bad. Um, you know, it's not the greatest. Of course, there's some things that happen in it that are eh, but overall, a pretty decent pay per view as far as WWE's standards are concerned lately. So the kickoff show started with a four way match to determine the third participant in the U.S. title match because Keith Lee's is was pulled. Not confirmed of any specific 
injury, although they said it was not cleared by medical. So mm-hmm. there was also a report suspiciously right before that whole, whole him getting pulled thing happened that was released that said that Vince is not big on Keith Lee. He thinks Keith Lee is just not good at all. And I don't. I, I don't know what to say to that because Vince, I do. You're an idiot. I mean, what? I do. Say something, please. Anytime there's some genuine talent that the fans appreciate, that those grassroots wrestling fans appreciate, it it must hit Vince in his ego or something because he didn't discover it himself, and so he just he buries it. But but you know what? You know what, guys? Vince is a genius. I mean. <laughs> He's he's been in this business for 70 years. He knows more about what talent is and what the people really want compared to what they're telling us what they want. He knows it better than anybody. And Keith Lee is a fat piece of shit in his eyes. And I agree with him because my head is inside Vince's ass. Yeah, yes. Yes. Well, we we know that they we know that they do not know actual talent, and that was painfully obvious from this uh, fatal four way because it was Mustafa Ali, Mustafa. Oh God, I'm not. No, I'm, yes, it's Ali versus John Morrison versus Elias versus Ricochet, and of who won? Of course, it's John Morrison. Who else would have won this thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, come yeah. on, with those guys. John Morrison is going to be in the U.S. title match, so whatever. Start off the show. They start off with the SmackDown Elimination Chamber. And this, for me, was the match of the night. This was a lot better. As much as as bad as the, 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 the go-home SmackDown episode was, and as much crap as I talked about it literally five minutes ago, this was, I thought, the best match of the night. Started off with Daniel Bryan and Cesaro. So right away, two guys who can put in the work. And Cesaro, the whole, the moral of the story from this whole match is how damn good Cesaro looked. He's not going to get a title push. No. He should. Mm-hmm. He should. Damn well He really should. should. He's overdue for one, and he is, he is peaking right now in his career-wise. He is at the top of his game. So Corbin comes in next, then Sammy comes in, and then Cesaro taps out Baron Corbin. So Corbin's gone. KO, next one to come in. Sammy tries to make a partnership with him, tries to rekindle the flame. Immediately backfires, as you can expect. Uh, they kept going. Jey Uso's the only one left. So he finally comes in. KO eliminates uh, Sammy Zayn next after a stunner. Uh, some good spots, especially by KO. KO. KO's, for a guy that's a little bit bigger in size, he does some ridiculous stuff sometimes. How about that he, moonsault? Yeah, he, did a, he went up to the, on top of a pod and did a moonsault onto a group of people, and it looked good. It was well-timed, mm-hmm. well-placed. Well um, another great spot was Cesaro. He was, Sami Zayn was trying to chase a run away from Cesaro, runs up the side of the cage, and Cesaro follows him. Cesaro knocks him off the cage, and he's right there at the top where the dome meets the, the, the top of the wall. And he just sits there and does a couple pull-ups through mm-hmm. the elimination chamber. It's chain link. He's so good. Genetically jacked. Um, Indeed. Indeed. So, eventually, um, 
KO gets eliminated after Uso traps his arm in the door. Which looked amazing, by the way. That whole set, looked, that yeah, whole thing. Dude. I was like, damn, Jay Uso, like, I like this new attitude of him. And he could do something as a single star because it seems like his brother gets hurt all the damn time. So yeah, you know, I, I thought like, he was close to coming back. Where's Jim at? I mean, he who showed knows? up for a hot minute, but I guess he wasn't clear. Like he I was mean, just there to make an appearance. Okay, yeah, sure. But yeah, but I agree. The spot looked great. So I think it was it was after whoever got eliminated, uh, Sami Zayn, I think, and you know, uh, basically the door's still open and. Yeah, Jay just just takes the the massive door to the elimination chamber, just just bangs the lock, basically wedges him in there, and then kicks the shit out of him, and keeps kicking the shit out of him, takes him to the ring and kicks him even more, like fifteen super kicks from short short distance, short range super kicks, real good looking, um, and it ends up coming down to Uso and Daniel Bryan, so. Everybody else gets eliminated. Uso and Daniel Bryan. Um, they keep selling this knee injury, you know, for Daniel Bryan angle. It seems like they can never have... Daniel Bryan's one of the few that they can never just have him clean win or clean lose. They always got to do this knee injury sell for him. He's I don't get always, it. He's got always overcome. Like, he's just yeah. always just got to... <laughs> you know, no matter yeah. what, there's when, obstacles. When, when, he, when he's faced, when, he, when he's like the evil, like, Captain Planet villain heel Daniel Bryan... <laughs> Not so much, but Captain Daniel, he's our hero. He's our hero. <laughs> Gonna take Raw back from zero views. Okay. Uh, it, Daniel Bryan ends up getting the win in a nice little turn of you know a little turn of spot there. So uh, then, surprise to me because. This is the first match of the night. You have one more elimination chamber. The winner of this match is going to fight Roman Reigns. Logic tells you that they're going to go through the rest of the show, have the second uh, elimination chamber, then end the night with you know Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. And nope, here comes Roman Reigns saying, fuck it, we're doing it now. And I dug that. That was cool. Short match. He made a squash out of it. Um, you know, beats Daniel pretty quick, pretty clean. Uh, but it was, it was, it was good. Because it was a little bit unexpected, and and he just furthers that heel persona. Mm-hmm. Of course, mm-hmm. immediately interrupted by Edge, spear out of nowhere, and Edge points to the WrestleMania sign, and his pyro unnecessarily oh, goes off. I, I hate when they. Ah, uh, god damn it! I'm I hate when they the point sign. at the goddamn sign. Fucking For the next stop two it. months, I'm just going to stand in the ring and point at the sign. Ah, uh, just stop it. Yeah, I mean, I remember NXT was doing the the Dusty Rose tournament. Then after each win, they would put on like the side video screen. They put the bracket; it would change, and everybody would sit there and point at the screen. It's just Mm -hmm. like, no, I see it. It's the biggest goddamn thing in the fucking arena. We know. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. It's yeah. official now. Yeah, it's official now. Edge versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. So can 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 we just grow Roman Reigns stable just a little bit? Please, like I mean, somebody. I like, how, how about this? How about this? We get Tamina in there because they're family. Get Jimmy in there because they're family. Because he's the head of the, ta- the table and the tribal chief. Get more. I, I mean, obviously, I don't want to like fully segregate Samoans, but here you go. Like, you got. Well, uh, they're all literally blood relatives. So. Yeah, like um, 
they're they're cousins with uh, with uh, Nia Jax. She could be a part of that. Be the the yep. woman muscle of, of the group. Hell, even Shayna Baszler. She's not Samoan, but she, I mean, she you know she's darker. Complexion. Somebody. Yeah. I don't even care. I don't even care who it is. It could it could be it could be fucking Sheamus's pale white ass. Well, that would be Put great. somebody else. In. <laughs> the, the, the pale writer. Yeah, <laughs> gangs of new Sheamus. Yeah, I can't I can't stand his look. You know. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, after that was all said and done, here comes Bad Bunny backstage talking with Sonya Deville. He's Bad Bunny. I had to I had to pause for you, and it was coming. I appreciate it. And he gets interrupted by Miz. And once again, we're like, what does this even matter? We know what's going to happen. It's going to be Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest at WrestleMania. It's already been reported. Everybody knows it. It's like... Fucking bad bunny. If bad bunny wasn't selling like insane amounts of merchandise, he wouldn't even be here. But, but whatever. Did you all know that he was on Saturday Night Live and he, when he performed, he did in fact have his twenty four seven championship with him. I did know that because I saw that clip at least twelve times watching only wrestling over the past two days. Yeah. So yes, that it continuously showed that. Yes. <laughs> and and then there's like literally like this. I think that Bad Bunny's little spot here with his showing of SNL, all the, the newspaper clippings then rolling after reviewing his spot on, you know, taking the belt to SNL, the, you know, his stick with Sonya and, you know, moving into the Miz. I think it was longer than the Roman Reigns-Daniel Bryan match. I really did. Wow. Wow. I, I didn't time it. I probably should have, but... All right, so it's, that's a thing. It, it makes it worth a, a rewatch to see if it's a thing. I do not <clears> want to rewatch <throat> that, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> I am so. First of all, I, I apologize anybody listening. I hear that's like JD, you're old. Okay, well maybe, but I I had never heard of a Bad Bunny son in my life. I would say I'd heard Booker T, but I didn't listen to that at WrestleMania because Jamie's wife had just finished making tacos and I was really hungry. So I went and ate tacos while he was singing. I still haven't heard the Booker T song. I don't know how it goes. Me either. I don't know any of his songs. I know him from those stupid-ass commercials, like you said, Corona, the Cheetos commercial. (laughs) He's Bad Bunny. He's he's very popular. I don't know. Everybody likes different types of music. I've never heard his music, and I don't know. I just don't. It's like it's like it's like. Remember when McDonald's was doing those uh, uh, specialty meals? They had the Travis Scott meal, and then they had the Jay Balvin meal. Who's Jay Balvin? He's like a reggaeton dude, I guess. I have no idea. I I had no idea. I just like sit there and I'm thinking, okay, I don't know what this is. <laughs> it just felt old. Yeah, he's like he's like from. Cuba or Puerto Rico. Okay. Anyway. Moving on. That's what it felt like. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's forget forget how old JJ feels. So (laughs) next match was the U.S. title match. Matt Riddle, John Morrison, Bobby Lashley. I was surprised as shit because it was actually a decent match. You know, you would think that it would be buried. Uh, they they did the very typical thing that WWE does a lot of times when there's a, a, a triple threat match and one of the persons sticks out, whether they be one person's a lot smaller than the other or one person's a lot bigger than the other. And two people gang up on them, throw them out of the ring, and then there's actually a singles match with an occasional switch. That's basically what it was. But... It was well done. Morrison's a good worker, no matter what you think of his character. He still has got 
you know, flips and shit. And, you know, Riddle, like we've all said, is vastly underutilized. But not anymore, because Riddle wins, is the new U.S. champion. Bro. Did not see that coming. I know, right? I mean, we seem excited about it. Nick looks less than pleased. Dude, I got... <laughs> I've got I've got a neighbor cat a corner to my house who owns a motorcycle with some loud pipes and a loud sound system and he likes the neighbors to remember that at around 11 p.m. you know it's nice it's nice okay. but we were t- but we were talking about Matt Riddle we're talking about yes, Matt Riddle actually I am, I am excited I am let's, excited let's not talk about you laying the framework for potentially murdering your neighbor one of these days let's get back to Matt Riddle Matt Riddle is the man. I was very glad to see him win. I did not expect that for a second. A I expected I expected Bobby Lashley all the way. Um, it was fantastic. I loved it. It was an awesome match. I know. Yeah. So how do we follow that up? We follow that up with a women's tag team title match. So Nia Jack, Shayna Baszler versus... Uh, apparently number one... Uh, whatever. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. This whole thing, it just... I don't like this... I don't like Sasha and Bianca because, you know, we know that it's going to be Bianca going against Sasha at WrestleMania. Okay, she's she's she appeared once backstage on Raw, hasn't appeared on NXT at all. It's it's so obvious. It's the match that I want to see. I don't know about you guys, but that could be a killer match. And I agree. You know, why are we even bothering with them in the title picture for the for the you know the women's tag championship? You could have had I don't know Oscar defend her her belt against somebody else other than the now pregnant uh, Lacey Evans. Woo. Nope, Oscar wasn't even there on the pre-show. Sam, uh, oh who is that? Uh, Rosenberg. Uh, was it Sam? sure Phil? sure I, I don't remember your first name sorry <laughs> sorry but he he they were talking about oscar and how she her match eventually got canceled because of that and he said on a wwe network pre pre-show for a pay-per-view said nobody cares about oscar let's move on from oscar dude i to no. to no rebuttal from the panel that was there with him and i'm just like what the fuck <clears throat> What, what, what did I say just a little bit ago? Any true talent that the grassroots wrestling fans know, love and appreciate, they just take it as like disrespect and bury them. <coughs> no. Shut up, Bruce. <coughs> Bruce. Well, <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> you, you see, guys, Vince, he doesn't like Japanese wrestlers. <laughs> I don't, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that out loud. Not. But since he doesn't like him, I don't like him either. They might be the most talented person on the planet, but he doesn't like him, so I don't like him. So we're going to bury him. <laughs> you know what? It's true. It's 100% true. I mean, I, well, I Bruce isn't honesty, wrong. Bruce. Bruce. I mean, that's not me, guys. That's Bruce Pritchard talking, <laughs> and he's uh, right. <laughs> Uh, I, I, he's not right. His, you are right in assessing Bruce's statement. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, no. No. I'm, let, me, I'm, let me clarify that. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, maybe Ooh, Vince. Vince. It's Vince late, guys. Is, yeah. I mean, Vince might not like the Japanese wrestlers. Awful, it seems like it to me. I mean, well, been, it seems like there's been long been rumblings that he doesn't like black wrestlers. We all, we all like, know Vince has yeah. a type. He likes big, muscly white guys yeah. and big boob blonde women. 
Yes, that's, that's exactly what that's he likes. It. That's his type. Very. I'm not going to go down that path. Okay, so the match. <laughs> I I had I had I had an abort to, abort. Yeah, no, yeah, it abort. was definitely not not. Worth Are you going to talk about so. Vince's grinder right now? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not. I'm not I don't, I'll tell you guys after we're done recording what I was going to get at. Okay, it was a funny angle, but not. In, in 2021, it's not something you say out loud. Uh, the match. Appreciate it. The match. Um, uh, so the match was. It was whatever. It ends up coming uh, to the end with Reginald coming out. Because, God, do we love us some Reginald, some Virgil 2.0. I got you there. Thank you. Thank you. Fucking Reginald comes out with a bottle of champagne, which he had already promised Sasha was waiting for her when she won the tag team title match. And he rolls it into the ring for her to use. Because I would love to see somebody in WWE take a full bottle of champagne and just beat just annihilate the skull of someone else. I mean, it would be bloody as all get up, but it'd be, it'd be something, you know, to give you some emotion. It was anyway, she doesn't use it, but it ends up causing a distraction. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, they end up getting the win. Okay. No big surprise there. And then of course, Shay, Sasha and Reginald are now feuding. Okay. Yeah. The Reginald thing's still happening. Then we go backstage because there's only one match left is the other elimination chamber match. And there is MVP at uh, a tall table talking to The Miz, who has been in his uh, ring gear, his entrance gear, the whole night. And the Money in the Bank briefcase is on the table. Jamie's got a good point he's going to bring up here in a few minutes that's going to relate back to this specific moment very clearly. So... The next is the Raw Elimination Chamber match. I want to wait to you. Want to wait to get it spoiled out, Jamie, before I <laughs> turn yeah, to you on that. Yeah. So the Raw Elimination Chamber match was also very good. Probably the second best match. The Elimination Chamber matches, whether you like the gimmick or not, I know Nick, you're not a big fan of the gimmick. If I'm not mistaken, it's, it's right? not my favorite. I don't, I don't hate it. It's just not as cool as I think it could be. Yeah, I mean, some of the some of the Hell in a Cell is all I need. Hell in a Cell is. You didn't yeah. need to improve on it. That's that's kind of my take. Right, I'm with you there. I I like some of like the gimmicky, you know, uh, steel cage matches. War Games is one that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the original War Games where they had the roof on it, you know, from WCW. But you know, there's some other ones that are good. But Elimination Chamber, I think is fine. They always they tend to be, generally speaking, pretty good matches for the most part. You have that bad rash there where they'd have the one person just plow through everybody and then get jobbed at the end. But for the most part, they're still decent matches and this was no different. So, uh, Randy Orton and, uh, Jeff Hardy started off the, the, the raw elimination chamber. Then drew McIntyre came in, then Kofi Kingston and Kofi gets the first pinfall pinning Orton, which was somewhat surprising Very that Orton being on so long. Very surprising. I know. It's not surprising what he did afterwards. He just RKO'd the, RKO'd the fuck out of everybody that was close by. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? I mean, that felt if right. Nothing, that felt right. If everything else in WWE, whatever, Randy is consistent as shit. Just, <laughs> <laughs> he's always the same, and I appreciate the hell out of that. Uh, AJ is next up. Uh, he doesn't wait his full turn because now that everybody's been RKO'd, he wants to get out now and make a pinfall. So he has Omos, Omos on the outside who rips the Lexan panel off the outside of his pod. 
AJ goes around to the open door where Randy just left and starts trying to pin everybody. Doesn't get anybody pinned, of course, you know. Uh, but it is what it is. And then, of course, Adam Pierce then makes his obligatory appearance and ejects almost from ringside because he already did the damage. Sure. The cage has been closed again, whatever. But, okay. It's just like, stop forcing Adam Page, Adam Pierce, Adam Page. <laughs> oh, God, I don't even know who I'm... Stop forcing Adam It sounds Adam like Pierce a wrestler name. Throats. It does, right? Yeah. yeah. Stop. Just stop it. They won't, but you can stop <laughs> forcing him down Hey, 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 you, you leave Adam Pierce alone. <laughs> he's, he's your butt buddy. I know, Bruce. Uh, Seamus then. He cuts next the one balls. That- <laughs> Seamus file one enter. Uh, uh, poor JJ. I don't even know why I bother with this shit. It's like sometimes. I'm just trying to do this. <laughs> well, we wanted a long day. We record this at night, you know, that before we put them out. And it's like, yeah, today was just extremely long for everybody for some reason. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. So, uh, Seamus then comes in. Drew buries the field. Seamus eliminates Kofi after a nice kind of back and forth. Uh, Drew pins uh, Hardy, uh, and AJ ends up pinning Sheamus. So it's down to Drew and AJ. And it ends with one of the better Claymores I think I've ever seen. Yes. So AJ was going up for a phenomenal forearm, and there's a midair from a dead standstill Claymore onto AJ in midair. It was really good looking. It was almost hashtag out of nowhere. Like, that's how good it was. From out of nowhere. Oh, my God. He's in the drop zone. It's boss time. I'm just turning to Michael Cole. (laughs) He could be our Michael Cole. I'll be be uh, this. I don't know how I like about that. So, (laughs) Drew wins. He is uh, still your WWE champion. Cage comes up. And, oh, shit. He's getting attacked by Bobby Lashley. Hmm. Lashley beats the piss out of him, which brings the Miz down. And like Miz has been saying for the last two weeks, he does indeed cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase after the Elimination Chamber match at the Elimination Pay-Per-View. Say what you want. He has been literally telling us this for three weeks, that this is exactly what he was going to do. And he does. Real quick, couple shots, Skull Question finale. The Miz is your WWE champion. He straight called his shot. For three weeks. Absolutely. You know, it's. I hate it. And at the same time, I don't. Because I didn't really need Drew McIntyre retaining the belt. But at the same time, I. I, I, There's been times where I like The Miz a lot. I just. The bottom feeder. The bottom feeder uh, storyline. They did it with Carmella, too, with the Money in the Bank shit. I, yeah. Has just a, yeah. a question. You guys have a little bit more uh, uh, knowledge than I do. Has there ever been a Money in the Bank exchange where it came out and it was an actual, uh, like a worthy match, or is it always this bottom bottom feeding story? Um, there was one with John Cena where he said he was going to cash it in at some pay per view, and it was an actual match. He said he wasn't going to surprise him or anything like that. He came out and actually did the match. Um, and he, Strowman, and, same way, although it wasn't really that good of a match because it was during Brock Lesnar's reign of terror. But yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, there's been a couple times where they they didn't do the you know opportunist style, 
and I think anybody who's done it is over. Because I don't think Cena, Cena won. Didn't win. I know. Yeah. I know that. I don't need the Lester money. Lesnar didn't bank win. Anymore. Yeah. Well, here's my thing with the money in the bank is that. You know, I think you could go the way of making it like a biannual. Like, there's so many WWE pay-per-views. You could probably trim a couple out of the year. Oh, hell yeah. And that's one you can kind of just have biannual, like every other year. Because then it gives more gravitas to the money in the bank. Mm-hmm. I like that, it, JJ. And it really is a thing that, because when it, when it works well, it works great. Remember when Alexa Bliss won it and then same night cash it in? Mm-hmm. We all lost our shit. Mm-hmm. We were sitting in Jamie's basement just losing our shit. That was great. Because... Yep. It was, it it need it's 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 one of those things that really works well with a crowd. So yeah, yeah, that was definitely I don't our know. moment in bliss. <laughs> so it, it, you know, I I'm not completely over the money in the bank, but I agree with you that it needs to be treated better. Look at the both money banks this year. The women's money in the bank was basically a gift. Uh, a reverse uh, pregnancy gift from ba- <laughs> <laughs> from Becky Lynch to Oscar, which mm-hmm. you know, and then the men's was uh, just a complete fucking joke. Otis and then Miz and then Miz cash in, but no, he didn't actually cash it in more, so he gets it back. So he, now he c- this year didn't do the money and make any favors. I guess you know what I think. I guess that's what I'm driving at. Stop it with trying to make it complicated. Stop stop trying to dress it up. Just make make somebody win the goddamn money in the bank briefcase, yeah. and then just have a have a legit match. Stop making making it a comedic bit. Stop it. Yeah, it's it's not. You're absolutely right. They're treating it like it's a novelty, a novelty act. Yes, and yep. it needs to be something of importance because when it first came out, the first ever money in the bank uh, pay per view was in Kansas City, Missouri. For all those historians out there, um, and does anybody remember who won the first one? It was Edge, right? It was Edge. Wasn't he, it Edge's idea? Edge, Edge, was- Edge won. No, here's the thing. Edge won the first ever match of it that was at WrestleMania because it used to be a WrestleMania match. And then it became its own pay per view, right? So, <clears throat> but the thing is, it used to have so much weight and so much value, and I would have to say the last three people to hold it, it's been a joke. Like, it's ridiculous. And it's sad. Like, hell, look at Kenta. He's got a Money in the Bank briefcase that he earned, what, six months ago? And it's been a slow burn, but he said that he's coming for him at this, and he's they're doing a real match, you know? And, like, come on. Like, that's, that's the way you do things. Like, mm-hmm. I do appreciate the, the opportunist style with a live crowd, but when you don't have a live crowd... It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. It doesn't, get, it doesn't go over nearly as well. And even the way they the way they've done the last several opportunities cashes. Like look at Corbin when he had the money in the bank, and you said John Cena goading him every week. Use it. Use it. Use it. He, oh, is he? Oh, maybe. Oh, no, no. I'm not going to use it. And then he finally goats him enough one week where he uses it and loot and doesn't win. And then Cena's just in there laughing at him. And I go, just bury your fucking money in the bank, star. I mean. You know, Brock Lesnar turning it into a boombox. Oh, well, see? Yeah. <laughs> Case in point. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Novelty. It's, it has become the 24-7 championship. It is exactly like the 24-7 championship. 
Well, I wouldn't say that because when we get to talking about Raw in a few minutes here, I have some stuff to talk about with the 24-7 championship. But let's wrap up Elimination Chamber. Any final thoughts on uh, what we got going on? Any of the matches? The Miz is your new WWE champion. What you guys thought? Um, I hate The Miz. I love his my skills, but I hate him. Like, you know, like it's almost X-Pac heat. I just can't stand his face. You know, but okay. I, I do I do appreciate his ability on the mic. I, I think there's no one better in WWE that's as good as him on the mic. But I just can't fucking stand the guy. Like, mm-hmm. I just, ugh. So, um, I hope he loses it quick. Like, really quick. Oh, he will. He will. And I hope he's not in the WrestleMania picture, because we got stuff to talk about that, too. That's well, he is in the WrestleMania picture, but I'll talk about that here in a few minutes when we get to Raw, too. So. Yeah. Uh, did you you didn't bring up uh, MVPs? Yeah, I so like, I was gonna wait for for Raw, uh, but so when McIntyre first got his his championship at WrestleMania last year, like I think it was like maybe the third Raw, second or third Raw after MVP. It was in, it was in May. I remember was it that. okay. So, it was in May. so probably sometime like in May. So yeah. when a month or two something. Yeah. Yeah. So MVP straight called his shot and said that. When Drew McIntyre loses his title, I will be directly responsible for it. It will be me who causes him to lose it. And he straight called his fucking shot and and got it done. And boom, shakalaka. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, like, you, you tweeted that out on the Total Spot Fest Twitter. That is, you can follow us, of course, at on Twitter, at Total Spot Fest. Uh, and, and I was like... I totally forgot about that. I'll go every once in a while. You get long form storytelling that WWE actually nails. This is one of them. The nugget that sat there for 10 months and then boop. Wow. Out of nowhere. Yeah, it was, it was a beautiful little thing. Like as much as I was hating raw and everything back then, but to call out that one promo that actually Ooh, carried some good. weight, it's like, okay, I appreciate what you did there. I'm not going to go rewatch that Raw because I don't want to shove a fork in my eye. But I do appreciate that you guys put this out here for me to be able to retweet. Oh, those were the those were the uncomfortable Raws before they had, where they were all at the performance center and they didn't even have like on the video board. It was just like, just they had no fan noise pumped in. They didn't have the, they didn't have like Casey Cat and Zara and Kate and Carter dancing and the, you know, the other NXT people. It was just uncomfortable silence the whole time. Those, those shows were rough. Yeah. It was bad. I feel bad for the performers, but yeah, those were rough. So, uh, Nick, do you have any final thoughts before we move to Raw? Wrestling, well, I mean, considering that I fully expected to hate it, um, wrestling-wise, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, But yeah, I mean, the usual WWE hallmarks that we we just touched on, you know, showed up just to kind of remind you of why you tend to bypass these sorts of things. <laughs> Got so, that Reginald in there just to make you hate it enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hate it. That's the best praise I can offer. That's solid. Hey, that that's a that's a win for a WWE pay-per-view. It is. So. <laughs> I get I I give it overall a thumbs up. I thought once again, it has a couple good matches. Not just the Elimination Chamber matches. You know, Riddle and Morrison was a good little match they had there. Uh not bad. Not bad. Yeah. So it was just okay. 
<laughs> not not bad as a win. Like if this had happened for AEW, we would be talking about how uh, what has AEW lost their mind? Are they gonna lose? You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. so that will never happen though. Uh, I don't think we'll get a, a rating this low for AEW. Hopefully ever, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. So the very next night was Raw. Uh, Monday Night Raw after pay-per-view, all the fallout, as you can expect. Starts off with Miz TV, no surprise there. Uh, the championship celebration, interrupted by the Hurt Business. Uh, so here comes MVP and Lashley to reveal the deal that MVP made with the Miz to allow... Lashley basically to beat the crap out of Drew so that he can win the title Mm -hmm. is that Bobby Lashley gets first dibs at that title. And of course, Miz is being the slimy Miz he is. And you just want it's not the right time. No, I I got so many responsibilities and there's a pay-per-view coming up. There's WrestleMania coming up and all this stuff. So, uh, you know, he's trying to weasel his way out of it. However he can. And Bobby Lashley is just says, you know, F you, you have one hour to give me an answer or I'm just going to murder you basically. So, all right, there's now the, Bobby Lashley ultimatum clock, and I wish that I was being facetious in that. It actually was a real thing. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> uh, it was real. Next, go backstage, see a quick little Riddle promo with Lucha House Party. Riddle's still stoned. Of, uh, I don't know how Riddle's friends with Lucha House Party. I don't get it. Whatever. But he rides off on a, on a scooter. That was, that was entertaining. And then you get a match where it's Riddle versus Morrison. So, yeah. You know that Riddle's over now with Vince because Riddle now has the augmented reality part to his entrance. He's got giant flip flops that are in midair. <laughs> That's so when you know you've made it. Terrible. I'm yeah. not kidding. Giant flip flops to say bro on him. It's like, oh God. But he's made it. He's made it. Um, and how many different damn things can they put bro with? Oh, they'll find everything that they can like one of his moves uh what which what's the bro derrick the bro derrick what the fuck bro (laughs) derrick it's not a 10 it's not a 10 you can't take that from me it's gonna be like baby yoda man you're gonna see it everywhere i would appreciate it if it wasn't just rammed down our throats like occasionally pops up it's the Bro Derek. Like, that's a great name. Because that is a legitimately good name. Bro Derek. I love that. You know? But I will politely so much disagree. Bro to sleep. There is. That's terrible. The, I the Bro know. Jackson. <laughs> Just bro, 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 bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flying L, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if, if they do that, I might just break my TV. You know I won't. Remember, I talk a big game, but no. Macho Man Elbro drop. <laughs> He's like, "Oh yeah, bro." All right, so, 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 broving, uh, broving right along. Uh, Riddle is a fine match. Riddle won it, of course. Uh, next, you get the first of this same commercial being played eight times in the, the night. It wasn't eight times; it was only like four. But Rhea Ripley officially coming into Raw soon and you might think like i did well why the shit did you just have her debut last night against oscar in that vacant spot for a championship start that feud so we can have rhea ripley and oscar at wrestlemania no she's just gonna be coming soon it's 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 ah it's 
it's Emelina. It's all the bullshit. Like, why do they do these stupid ass? Pa- like, for the next month, you're gonna keep seeing coming soon to Raw. <clears throat> all right, Bruce, give me your answer. All right, guys. So here's the thing: people don't watch NXT. They don't know who she even is. They might have seen her in a rumble, but so we have to do these vignettes to make sure everybody knows. So when she hits, she is so over. It's just ridiculous. And we can't have her in the title picture right away because we got Charlotte Flair. And, you know, since she's a Flair, we are contractually obligated to kiss her ass. So we got to do that. (laughs) So it's the thing, man. It's just... We can't we can't just bring her in and everybody be like, oh my god, it's Rhea Ripley. No, she's not raw material yet. We gotta build her up. Then we got after that, I'll bury her personally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's a guarantee. Uh, it could have anything. Forget Dude, you anything. know what's funny about that? You look at uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, Becky Lynch, a number of others, and every time Vince or Bruce, for that matter, finally think that what the fans think is cool, once they finally say, oh, yeah, this is great. It's kind of like when your parents agree with you when you say, Absolutely. oh, this sounds great. It's the exact <laughs> same effect, and it just sucks everything cool right out of it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like your mom listening on, kind of bopping her head to your Tupac album, and, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there like, all right, I'm done with West Coast rap. Give me that East Coast stuff because, Le- yeah. Legit had that exact same thing happen to me when I was a kid. So well, I, I got, uh, that yeah, me too. That's I, why I, I got the Nine Inch Nails Downward Spiral album. I was just blaring it in my room. I'm like, oh, this is the best album ever. My, my mom comes in and she's like, oh, this is really good. And I'm just like. That was it. All That's right. all it took. Just taking that out and put back the house of chains. I know, right? I know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Thanks. It's like, well, it's like, well, I guess I guess I guess I'm a I guess I'm a I'm, I'm a notorious Big guy now. Anyway, <laughs> anywho, so they're gonna ruin it. We know they're gonna ruin it. They could have done anything, but I digress. We got plenty more. We got plenty of weeks to talk about her her coming in because you know. And one thing I do know, no matter what they end up doing with her to, to just kill her her buzz is that they definitely are not going to make any mention to the Royal Rumble to the fact that Bianca Belair's feet probably did touch before uh, she was uh, declared the winner. That definitely will not happen. Yeah. No, we will fire you on the spot. I will personally, <laughs> I'll have the guy that I had tell everybody they're not getting bonuses do it. But yes, we will fire you right on the spot because that is horse shit and Vince doesn't want anybody to talk about. Yep. So... We follow that up with Bad Bunny. He's Bad Bunny. And Damian Priest backstage doing a promo. And then our truth is kind of lurking in the background because Bad Bunny is your 24-7 champion. Don't forget that, ladies and gentlemen. And in case you did forget it, here's a little video promo showing you that he was on Saturday Night Live this past weekend. And let's talk about all the reviews he got. They keep just beating it over your fucking head. And, and somebody tweeted this. I don't remember who it was, but it just it lit me up that it's like, oh, my God, the 24-7 championship has more clout in uh, WWE and Raw than the women's championship does. Truth. <laughs> Where did that come from? So, um, And it's, it reminds you of this. We're going to go 
to the, they, they talk about, oh, don't forget, later on, you've got Damian Priest facing off against Angel Garza. So I'm excited for that match, right? Yeah, sure. So backstage, Miz is, you know, complaining to, about shit to Adam Pierce. We see the, the Lashley timers keeps going off. You know, they keep showing the ultimatum clock. And then we get New Day versus Retribution, which was uh, just, can we just, they teased ending retribution at the end of this. New Day won. It was short and simple. Uh, I did I did appreciate because uh, Mia Yim or Reckoning, if you would, is now back from you know, her quarantine or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, of course, the whole time when Re- New Day comes out first and then Retribution comes out, and the whole time they're coming out around the ring, here's Woods just like. Just jawing at Mia Yim, you know. Oh, I he, he is giddy. not gonna let this go. Did you see his face I light up when he saw her? It. He's like, oh, absolutely. There she is. <laughs> and he just, I Woods is so consistent with this, and he he's got enough clout and enough cred that he can get away with this shit too. So he's mm. not gonna let it go. It'll never happen. I want to see reckoning versus woods but anywho uh new day wins pretty quick squash match and then of course mustafa ali comes in throws a big hissy fit saying everybody sucks because they lost and they keep losing and yeah until until they are are no longer i'm gonna be referring to them as the new age gobbly gookers (laughs) they they teased for a second that dijakovic was gonna turn like they they made it appear for just a split second there that it's like oh he's gonna just turn he's gonna go back to just being Dominic Dijakovic which he'll still get buried on Raw don't get me wrong oh for sure but I'd much rather have Dijakovic I mean do you remember a time when Dijakovic and Keith Lee just did unimaginable feats of athleticism for two men that big in the ring over and over and over and over again. Spanish fly on, from Dijakovic on Keith Lee from the top rope. I mean, come the F on. Anywho, is it, it was just him just yelling and screaming at the rest of this. So, so, so are, you, are you saying you want to feast your eyes on that? Feast. As bad as that is, you would take that any day over this retribution bullshit. Oh, I hated it, and I would. It'd be. I'd be, I'd be like Journey with open arms, baby. Just, yeah, you know, just bring it in. So, Miz fire is the clock's about to hit zero. So, uh, Bobby Lash is going to turn back into a pumpkin. So that means we got to answer his ultimatum. <laughs> so, <laughs> Miz comes out, responds to the ultimatum, tries to stall even more. Uh, Bobby Lashley gets ready to beat the shit out of him. He's like, I'll give you it next week. Next week. I need just time to prepare. Let's both take some time. Let's get ready. Let's, let's train. Let's focus next week. We're going to go you and me. Great. Cool. All right. Now we, now we know when Miz is dropping the title, right? Next week. So we have, we have a date in mind. Um, but wait, (laughs) here comes Braun Strowman (laughs) because why the fuck not? You know? And I can't stand this gimmick for Braun Strowman. I don't even know what the hell it is. I mean, he's trying to be serious. And, he's shredded yeah. now. Like, he's shredded more than Julian Sal, man. Like, like. Any tips? Yeah, like, when did WD get so so concerned about about big, muscly men getting, covering himself up? Vince has to cover up Keith Lee. Now he's covering up Braun Strowman. It's like, this goes against your MO for the last 50 years. What the fuck, Vince? You know? Man, Ugh. Braun Strowman is the greatest, in my personal opinion. He is the biggest waste of talent 
in the recent oh, years. Oh, yeah. Biggest waste of talent. Mm-hmm. There's plenty. And, there's plenty of talent has been wasted. Don't misunderstand me. There's been a whole lot of talent oh, wasted. Yeah. But in my opinion, he is the biggest missed opportunity. Well, I mean, they. I agree. They totally botched on giving him the title when he was getting a push from out of nowhere, and then they did give him the title, kind of in just because you know to get it off of Goldberg's hand because Roman Reigns was not gonna. Roman Reigns is a cancer survivor, and he's not traveling at the beginning of COVID. Like, why would he? Because he's a logical human being. So they just um um give it to Braun, and I actually liked him as the champion. This kind of fun, quirky, you know, Braun is funny, and then he becomes the most evil son of a bitch ever. I don't whatever. And now there's this piece of garbage, and he's a total <laughs> company man. He's a total company man. He's never gonna leave WWE. Mm-mm. They would have to fire his ass, or something would have to happen. He would never leave WWE. He's going. His, his girlfriend's uh, Raquel Gonzalez. So I mean, why would he? You know, he's got it good. But you're right, totally wasted. He comes out and botches his fucking lines. This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> you had one job, dude. You had one thing to what? do. What? Uh, he failed wonderfully. But anyway, somehow is just bitching and yelling at M. Pierce, which of course brings out I'm, Shane I'm more clarified than Bobby Lashley is. <laughs> uh, are you butter you're clarified now what the fuck yeah. is going on do you here? be qualified you big ape God clarify can we talk hold on can, can we no, just go ahead. Go can ahead. we just talk about for one second freaking bobby lashley's crayon eyebrows <laughs> did you all see the crayon eyebrows <laughs> like megan yeah. and i megan shout out to my, my daughter megan we were watching it uh, and like we saw it like she she doesn't necessarily cuss in front of me, but you could just tell the way she the way she's talking. We were both like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, <laughs> homeboy doesn't have eyebrows, and magically he's got some today. <laughs> and like, they don't even uh, they're not even the equal. Like, they look terrible. Like, somebody got a little too out of control with their tremors. We got to fix it. So, uh, yeah. Okay, proceed. That brings out Shane McMahon, of course. Shane O'Mac, because it's Why about not? six weeks to WrestleMania. <laughs> Here we go. Money, 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 money. Actually, do that like was his that was my entrance music. song back in uh, when we used to play WWE or NWO, the make your character thing. Mm-hmm. My me and my fraternity brothers, we had like we had like a whole like league set up and titles, and, and it was it was a whole thing. Like we we oh, yeah. we went deep into it. So um, my character was nicknamed Jay Money. That was a nickname I had from back in college. And that was my entrance music with Shane O'Mac's music. So I, I, I like the music. Yeah, I came out to the Wolfpack entrance. And uh, I came out as to Big Sexy's entrance, actual, you know, his thing. And my guy was called Nut Crumbs. And I'm still called Nut Crumbs because <laughs> that <laughs> with the Z, Nut Crumbs. Um, because that's it's been my gamer tag forever. I switched it to yeah. Jay Faulkner fifty six for a hot minute, and I went back to Nut Crumbs because I was actually competitive under Nut Crumbs, and then I got a wild hair like, "Oh, we're competitive again." And I'm like, "No, no, I'm forty year old man. I don't have time." <laughs> but I used to, I love it because you could do a stable. So uh, the rules were: if you did a stable, one person had to be you, it had to be your size, your weight. You know, it had to be you can't you. You know, you, you can't turn yourself, you know, if, if you're if you're a five foot three scrawny white kid, you can't become a six, seven ripped black dude. You know, that's that got athleticism at a 10. You know, that's, so one person 
the main person in your stable had to be you. And then you could have one female character, one stupid, one crazy ass enforcer, and then one whatever else you wanted. But only you couldn't have like three just eight foot tall monsters. You know, you can only have one of the potentially. So I had myself. I had uh, Andre Aloysius the third, who was seven foot six inches tall, oh four hundred and fifteen pounds. Guy's was, terrifying. He was. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would it would it would make Andre the Giant and Big Show and almost look like 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 you know little people. So uh, and then I had my female character. I had uh, Laura Jennings, who is the sister of one of my other fraternity brothers, Chad Jennings. He he wasn't happy when I put her in there. I I had I never went out with Laura. We were friends, but I just did just to get under his skin. It was great. And then my. One of my one of my good buddies was the was we were in a feud for the hardcore championship and his uh, character that was holding the hardcore title was Left Nut so I had to make his opposite Right Nut and Left Nut and Right Nut had some truly epic matches in uh, old <laughs> WWE old WWE video games why can't we go back to the good video games WWE that shit was fun mm-hmm. ladder matches so much fun oh my god so much good so anywho. We, we totally digress here because, trust me, I'd rather, by this point, I'd rather be playing this game because, you know, Shane McMahon's only there. It's about six weeks out to Mania. He's got to find somebody who is going to spend about 15 minutes putting on a crap match where Shane tries to kill himself at least twice doing a spot. Yeah. It's that time of year, folks, and apparently Braun Strowman's going to be that guy. So, because he's he's not he's just smack talking right back in Braun's face, but puts him in a, a match against Lashley. If Strowman wins, he's added to the match next week, triple threat. If not, it's just Lashley and Miz. So cool. Uh, then you got a tornado tag match which we haven't seen in a hot minute on WWE, uh, but it was Lucha House Party versus the Hurt Business, and it, it reminded me of the Beatdown Clan, which was the exact same thing that the Hurt Business was. But back in TNA, when MVP was in TNA, and the Beatdown Clan was featured uh, a couple uh, people who aren't currently in, in, in. I can't remember off the top of my head. I do remember that uh, Samoa Joe was part of the Beatdown Clan. For those historians out there, wrestle, you know, Ooh. I don't. I, you weren't watching TNA no, at that I time. Gave, I, I know, Jamie. Uh, I I I I was. I was barely watching it. That was like the post. The post uh, team 3D putting Dixie Carter through a table, so it, it, that was kind of like the end of my TNA watching. But I still kind of mildly followed along for another year or so. And MVP came in and he started the Beatdown Clan. Anywho, they just beat the shit out of the Lucha House Party. So there's that. Uh, Damian Priest, Angel Garza up next. So yay, here comes Bad Bunny again. It's Bad Bunny. This does absolutely nothing for Priest. Like this whole push does. Jack shit for Priest. We all know this. At least he's being featured. Get in while you, get in while you can, I guess, is the moral of the story here. Get as much airtime as possible, Priest, because they keep they keep going back to just the camera keeps just like looking at, you know, Bad Bunny outside. He didn't do a damn thing in his match. He didn't get involved with the match. Nobody jumped him. There was no R Truth coming out. But they just kept going back to Bad Bunny because he sells a lot of shirts, apparently. So, Priest wins the match. Angel was more concerned with staring at Bad Bunny anyway throughout the match. It just, it's all things. Just fucking stop it. Uh, after the match, out come the, you know, 
<laughs> your bag of degenerates, if you would, who are, you know, Akira Dazawa and the culturally uh, appropriated uh, Japanese uh, character um, and a few others, including, oh, looky here, an Umberto Carrillo sighting. Anyway, they come out looking for the 24-7 championship. Priest just you know, punches each of them in the face and they, they die right there. So there's that. Uh, I do want to make mention that there's a new entrance camera they're using. <laughs> this is like the most intriguing thing of the entire night. They use this new video. Like People coming down the ramp, they have like this new camera that they're using WWE. It looks like a video game entrance. It's weird. Yeah, they are using a um, drone. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay, it's a really good drone because it looked <clears throat> fucking fabulous. So, uh, Randy Orton's pr- got a promo next where he's uh, he's sick of failure. He's, he's failing because he's being distracted, distracted by Alexa. And then uh, it cuts to like a video shot of some of the stuff that she's done. It comes back to Randy Orton. And, oh, shit, he's coughing up black blood. Very Papa Jango-like. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they're continuing that feud going on. We better get, I mean, who knows if we'll get it before WrestleMania, but Fiend maybe is coming back at some point in time. Uh, then it's time for your women's matches of the night. So you have uh, Flair and Asuka versus Nia and Shayna again. Uh, who cares? Um, it was it ends with, yeah, the match was crap. It ends with Flair mistakenly kicking Oscar in the head after immediately after Oscar had a tooth kicked out of her head by Shayna unintentionally, uh, but she kicked Oscar in the head and they gets pushed to the side. Uh, Nia and Shayna get the pin. You know, Flair looks all you know frustrated. They're setting up the Flair Oscar, which they've been they've been hinting at since she came back. It's going to be the two of them for the WWE Championship at Mania. So they're finally setting that up. Uh, Hardy and Sheamus is a match after that because why not? Who knows? Uh, you know, at this point I put a note here. Has anybody seen Keith Lee? Of course not. Ricochet? Alistair Black? I know he was on a different show. Uh, or uh, Andrade? Or, you know, what what the hell? Why Hardy and Sheamus again? Do we care about this? Yeah, because didn't we see them? Didn't they have a big old feud on SmackDown a while ago? They had like a two month feud on SmackDown, which ended with uh, a bar match because you know it, it, the whole thing was about Jeff Hardy's. It was very uncomfortable because that do with Jeff Hardy's substance abuse history. Sheamus yeah. drinking, trying to force him to drink, and drinking in his face. I mean, it's like, come on. So, anywho, they totally forgot that whole angle now. It's just gangs of new Seamus versus Jeff Hardy and whatever. Seamus won, by the way. Um, next you get, it, it was supposed to be a promo, but it felt like a shoot. Shars uh, backstage talking with Ric Flair. One of the few good things from this show here. So, this was really good. And it gives you that glimpse into why Charlotte is so good. You know, she gets overplayed a lot and, you know, but she is, she is legitimately good. And it was, it felt real. She was going after Rick saying, you know, you know, just, just tearing into him and said that they set up the whole thing about him not being the father too, that he was basically faking it being the father to get last because he thought it was funny and they're trying to sell that angle. And Rick's trying to say that he just, I'm not buying it. I, right, I know, but they're, 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 they're laying that groundwork for you so that they can get an easy dump off because the payout is going to be 
Rick is going to turn back and be with Charlotte or help her win at WrestleMania. One of the two. Because he just wants the women's championship to be elevated. And he wants to do what he can to help as many women as possible. Whatever. Charlotte was great. Rick is... Rick, it's time to just watch it from home, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just do some cameos. Just do some cameos. Oh, uh, for real? How much money he'd make doing cameos? Shit. I'm, I mean, Nick would buy one. Man, you remember? Uh, I would. You remember <laughs> when we saw him uh, here in uh, Kansas City? What was it? Was it Raw or SmackDown? Uh, just, just not even a year ago, and it was a night when him and Hulk and uh, uh, Jimmy Hart were out there and all them. And everybody was doing great. And then they handed the mic to Ric Flair. And Jamie and I both looked at each other laughing like, man, he is wasted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was pretty fucked up. It was pretty funny. Uh, after after that whole debacle, I'm trying to get through this as quick as I can. Uh, you got uh, the other token women's match of the night. Uh, Naomi and Lana, you're number one t- t- contenders, don't you? Don't you forget for the uh, Raw Women's cha- or the Tag Team Women's Championship versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke um, squash match with Lana and Naomi winning. I never thought I'd say those words in my life, but it was. It's it took like two seconds. I didn't understand like like Mandy Rose of all people. You point? just buried her like it was nothing. Mandy Rhodes was in a perfectly good tag team that had depth in it with Sonya Deville, especially after Sonya got rid of the whole like cage fighter persona, you know? Yeah. Uh, very good tag team. Depth, storyline, complexity, history. Then they break them up. Okay, I dug that. Singles feud, that was cool too. The whole like love triangle with Ziggler and, and Otis. Eh, still entertaining. Her with Otis. Okay, that's weird. Still entertaining. Yeah. Move her to Raw. Why? And then I'll just put her back in a tag team with another blonde chick. Fucking Vince. <laughs> hey, I got this idea. You're blonde. She's blonde. You both have big boobs. Let's make hey, you both, a tag team. kind of muscly, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's so. safe to say that WWE creative just isn't creative. Amen. Yeah, yeah. You can't call them WWE. You can't call them a creative department. <laughs> AJ versus Ricochet was your your penultimate match. Which hey, oh, there's Ricochet. Oh, we almost forgot. Oh, it's a squash match. He lost really quickly. Okay, well, isn't that the worst? Yes. Of all the matches, you you. I mean, on paper, if you were to put those two I... names next to each other, you would be like, that is going to be a good match. But maybe this is just me. But I'm so used to. I'm so jaded by the whole thing. <laughs> I knew. I knew it was going to be trash. Oh, as soon as I, I saw Ricochet coming out, trash. I just I started shaking my head like poor Rick. Poor Rick. Oh, God. Because, yes, four years ago, I would have killed somebody to see this match. Oh, man, right? That was right, right when, as because it was, uh, when was it? Because it, uh, it was five years ago is when Ricochet and Osprey had that just ridiculous spot fest over in uh, uh, New, that New Japan. I can't remember which show it was, but it was, it, you could look it up online, anybody. Just look up Will Osprey and Rick and Ricochet. It was. It was the, the most spotty yeah. spot fest. Oh my god, it was unbelievable. And then that's what introduced me to Ricochet. And then, you know, yes, this would have been fantastic. But nope, uh, complete squash and Ricochet. You know, you need to get the fuck out of your contract and get over to AEW. You would be a star again if you're an AEW. Mm-hmm. Or go back to New Japan. New Japan would be great. I think it, I I, th- I don't think it'd be I don't think anything would be solved with him going to NXT. There's not really room for him down there. They've already no. 
it's time for it's time for Ricochet to get some new blood. Ricochet and and Keith Lee is getting pretty damn close too. Both of them, I would say, it's time for you to make a move. But anywho, last match finally of the night: Strowman, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, you guessed it. It was stiff as shit. Just like technique. Nah, fuck technique. We're just gonna be as hard as we can on every single type of move. Okay. Uh, ended up with this like really short weak spear by Lashley gets him the win so eh Lashley Miz next week Miz comes out tries to sneak attack on Lashley because that's a good idea for some reason <laughs> Lashley obliterates him and it ends with Lashley holding the belt uh, you know on the turnbuckle which more than likely we will see next week let's be honest so that was the weekend in WWE I feel like I need a drink yeah. You know what? It's it's not right what they do to us. It's just, it's not only do they give us crap, but they give us a whole lot of it. I watched so much WWE this past, like, four days, you know? And it's like, come, come on. Just, it's, you, get, <laughs> you get a little glimmer every here and there, you know? The Miz thing. Well, at least you had that little throwback to, like, the, the MVP stuff. Okay, they're going to have something MVP? No, they're just going to delay that. Okay. I was like, oh, well, you get a little bit. Oh, here's Shark getting her heart felt. And then there's Ric Flair opens his mouth. Like, God damn it. You know? It's like, I see I see, I see, I see the Raya squad. Hey, Ruby. And they just fuck them over. And I just, <laughs> I, I. It's the it's, it's like, squad. It's like, it's, like a, it's like an abusive girlfriend that mm-hmm. I just can't, I can't get away from. Mm-hmm. And that might tell you more about me than it does about WWE, but. I Please, understand. Let's, I let's, understand, let's, let's pivot hard and let's have Jamie take us in and talk about some good wrestling because this past Monday also was the next round of matches for the WWE or AEW. So I can't even stop saying WWE. Jamie, please help me. Save me. Yes, it was the um, semifinals of the AEW Women's championship eliminator tournament it's too damn long <laughs> yes <laughs> yes yes it was um for the japanese side and we also got two of the first round matches for the american side or the u.s side i should say not the american side american um so it started off with maybe match of the night i mean I think it was pretty damn good. Oh, I definitely think it was match of the night. It was. Whew. Um, though people, uh, yeah, I think it was. Though, I think it was. Though, though people online were trying to say that another match was, I think this was probably the match of the night of Tay Conti versus the Native Beast, Nyla Rose. So to give you a little bit of backstory, the only loss that Tay Conti has had in AEW has came to the hands of Nyla Rose. It was her first official match. She is five and one up until this point of this match. And it was a great back and forth match. Um, Ty Conti looked great. Um, Nyla looked good too. I think, I mean, there's lots of good stiff shots from both of them. Um, both of them did some beautiful knife edge chops to each other. Pow, 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 pow. It was really good. Ty Conti was using her Brazilian jiu-jitsu, trying to get as many submissions as she possibly could. But it comes down to Nyla Rose is just a beast. Like, she is just huge. Some would say a native beast. Ooh, would you? 
Oh, look at that <laughs> Dude, give it up, though. Give it up to Ty-, Ty Conti for taking the Death Valley driver the way she did. Mm, oh, on, good on the, Lord. On the outside, on the, on the entrance. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of good spots in this match. If you have not had a chance to watch this, go to YouTube, watch this match. You don't even need to watch the rest. I mean, you should. But this one, I love it. I think it was great. Nyla Rose ends up getting the win, which... Again, my brackets are already destroyed with match number one. Don't uh, my, my, I'm totally talk about brackets on me, all right? Yeah. So <laughs> this match, it was it, it it didn't have the outcome I wanted, but it had a it was solid, like all top to bottom, good match. Two different styles that worked really well together. Um, Ty Conti, I did not know was that tall. And I've seen her live, but she was like eye to eye with Nyla Rose. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, and that that goes to show you a couple things. You know, for one, th- I I agree with you. I, this, to me, this is the best I think Tay Conti has looked. She had a couple matches in, in NXT right before her end there that she, uh, where she put out, but this I I want to say is the best match I think that she's had that I've seen of hers. So mm-hmm. kudos to her. Uh, there's a lot of the emotion because her and Anna Jay are not just kayfabe. They're legit like best friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot of emotion going on with her online and before, and especially after in regards to that, you know, she took it really hard, you know, Anna Jay being out for six to 12 months. Spoiler, if you don't know that already. So she kind of wore that on her sleeve as well. And Nyla Rose, we all agree is a beast, right? Name She's named aptly so. And much like Riho, Nyla Rose needs to match up with somebody in the right way to really sell a match. Like, because it, it just turns out to be a squash match or it's a sloppy, just clobbering. Yeah. Something that, you know, WWE would do with who the fuck ever. Uh, <laughs> she surprisingly matched up really well with Tay. I think because Tay, with her, you know, jujitsu and judo background can put up, can, can, can last, can go with a bigger, stronger person and be convincing. So, so, you know, it's funny you say that JJ, because I agree and I'm Ah, reverting. ah. We're talking about, we're talking about brackets and in the beginning I picked Nyla Rose to go the whole way. And then last week, because I was just sleepy or something you, you I, I waffled switched like up. a son of a bitch i did and i was totally wrong i'm going back to nyla rose and <laughs> and i have rio mizunami is gonna be there with her and it's gonna be uh strong style well well hold on we're not there yet on 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 everything but i will say that there are some internet rumors going around um which could i think corroborate your your thought um so the second match of the night they moved over to uh japan so they did the two japan matches and then they nightcapped with the last u.s match uh so the first match was emi sakura who is uh her highness now instead of you know the Freddie Mercury gimmick, which I am digging so much better. I didn't know she had as much depth of character because we only ever seen her as the Freddie Mercury, which she's a big Freddie Mercury fan. I get it. But we only ever saw her as like that little bit of like she she can do characters. Yeah. Good. 
I mean, she's she's an OG that's been around forever and has trained everybody. And she's, I mean, as I've said many times, she is the Dean Malenko of this tournament. And she was going up against Yuka Sakazaki, which I tried to send out a tweet. And for some reason, like the GIF I was using wouldn't let me. I was calling it a banger alert. I was calling it. And it did not disappoint. This was the best match from the Japanese side, at least in my opinion. Um, it had everything you wanted. It even had May May Soruga, um, and some other girl. I don't know who she was, but I just know I saw May uh, because she was trained by um, Emi Sakura. Yeah, students of Emi is who yeah. they were. You know, they looked yeah. like the Singh brothers. <laughs> they, they functioned like the Singh yeah. brothers. They functioned exactly <laughs> like the Singh brothers, or the Bollywood boys, or whatever you want to call them. Um, oh but, God, yeah. But anyway, good match back and forth. Um, I like the way it ended because it was such a tight match. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki won via roll-up. Um, and I liked that again. Like, you, you don't always have to hit a freaking finisher to win. And especially when it's a really True close that. match. And this one delivered that for me. Um, I enjoyed th- this match a lot, actually. It was very Japanese style, but it felt... New Japan, which is close to American in some aspects, compared to like the first round matches, which were very strictly like Joshi, you know, just Japanese style. Yeah, I think that this one, this one showcased kind of the best of. It gave you the best taste of Japanese wrestling outside of like you were talking like the more Joshi, the more kind of out there sort of, you know stuff that Americans might look at and just like, eh, I don't really get that. You know, it's like, well, that's not your cultural rest. You, you would. <laughs> I mean, if you were to watch some Mexican promotions and I'm talking like the little tiny Mexican promotions, the ones that do like on the beach in Acapulco and stuff, you know, not, not in the tourist area, but in, in the favelas and shit, you know, you would probably be the same thing, but you watch triple a, it's pretty close to Americanized Mexican. I'm with you too about that. And I thought this, this had that feel. It, it gave you a great look and feel of Japanese wrestling by being still kind of American. So you could get into it. You could follow it along. There was a great, great setup there. Just her, I mean, beating down uh, Yuka and then pulling the ref aside. And the two students come over and they, they beat the crap out of her. And so mm-hmm. it, just, it was masterfully done. Very well. I'm big, as you've heard me before, I'm big on pacing and the arc of a, of a match. And this had that arc and it felt it was well done. It was, I liked the, the Tay Conti and Isla Rose match better, but I think this was best on Japanese, number two of the night and pretty far up there as far as the whole tournament goes. You yeah. know, I will say for the record, um, Emmy's crossbody into the turnbuckles looked like it could <laughs> knock the wind out of oh! uh, Yuka Sakazaki. That being said, it's still a shit move. God damn it. <laughs> you had us going. You had us going there. <laughs> like the Alexa Bliss promo. Like, thank you so much. Thank you. And I'm the best and you all suck. Yeah. Um, just, just, so. just, just, just teasing. Just like, just like show me a little shoulder and then you take it away. Stop me in the face. <laughs> so... I I I am in the camp that Nyla Rose Take Conti was one A, and this one was one B. You you can make arguments All for right. both of them, um, but Nyla and Tay just get the edge on it. Then to your point with pacing and everything, this match. Uh. Some people loved it. Like they were all over like how great of a match it was. I'm really? not in that camp like at all. 
I'm not the even Aja Kong match. Yeah, Aja yeah, Kong the, versus Aja Ryo Kong. Mizunami. Um, okay, it almost put me to sleep. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm sorry. I, I, it almost did. I had a long day of work and I watched the. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it fucking sucked. I'm not gonna like sugarcoat it. Sorry, girls. I, you know what I did like that though. Good. You know what I did like was uh, it was probably halfway through the match when uh, Rio was just putting on like a whole pageant there in the middle of the ring and Aja Kong was just hanging back in the corner and then when she came up and just bitch slapped the shit out of Rio (laughs) (laughs) that was that was that was a good moment and then um right after that Aja Kong gets down on her knee to like mock her and then Rio hits her in the back of the head too so (sighs) excuse me it was really 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 stiff the whole match. Oh yeah. But the thing was, and this is this is why I did not like this match. Asia Khan can't go anymore. I no. mean, she can't. Like that's why they're doing a lot of stuff to let her catch her breath. Like she just yeah. can't mm-hmm. go anymore. And she's been doing it for forty years. All I know, I mean, like shit. Like take, I love, I love the nostalgia of her. Girl, girl, like, take a break. Like, Chill. like you don't have to Hogan it, man. Like you don't have to keep wrestling or Ric Flair in it. Like just, just hang him up. You've done. Well, maybe, you've proved may, enough. Maybe she does. Maybe she needs the money. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Fair. I keep throwing back that, but you'd be surprised how many of these old timers are only out there because they got they got dick for month. You know? No, yeah. that's true. Because they love cocaine, um, cocaine and booze and strippers. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not saying Asia Kong likes strippers. I'm just gonna put that on record. I mean, I'm not she, saying that she may. I've done it to be female strippers. She be male strippers. Maybe she's a Chippendales kind of girl. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, or the Thunder Down Under. Yeah. Um, all right. So then now we're back to the United States. Oh, Ryu won, by the way. Yeah, I, I said that. Win. I said Ryu Mizunami oh, did? Okay. did win. Um, so they have set up the final of Ryu Mizunami versus uh, Yuka Sakazaki. Two completely different styles again. Um, really looking forward to seeing how this one turns out. We'll, we'll talk predictions here in a minute and rumors, but I wanted to finish the night. So the last match of the night was supposed to be Britt Baker versus Anna J. And JJ, you, you already hit that um, mm-hmm. that news that Anna J hurt her shoulder is out six to twelve months. Oh, um, so rumor has it as of today, actually. Um, that Anna J might have had this injury for like a month, and AEW's known about it, and like they were hoping it get better, get better, and it just isn't. It's probably aggravated then. Yeah, like she was trying to get better and made it worse. So okay, yeah. So it I sucks. mean, sometimes that happens. Joints, joints are weird like that. I mean, yeah. I know. I mean, a lot of people like myself smoke two joints in the morning, and they smoke two joints at night. <laughs> No, you don't. You don't smoke two joints in the morning. Sublime. <laughs> no, I. I yes. I mean, maybe back in the day. Actually, no. I don't think I ever smoked that much. But anyway, um, we're not that cool. Yeah. So Anna J was replaced by Maddie Renkowski. Um, she is a trainee of Thunder Rosa. That's all I know about her. That's it. And she's in Mission Pro Wrestling, which is. Uh, Thunder Rosa's outfit. You know, she looked green, and I didn't want to like make a big thing about how green she looked. She looked nervous. She looked green because obviously she's got thrown in there with oh, Britt yeah. freaking Baker. Um, 
And, you know, she did have a couple good spots. She had a couple things where, you know, whatever. But you could see, you could definitely see, girls got something going. And I'm really interested to see what she can do in the future. Um, if you all thought Maddie Rinkowski was going to win this match, you're an idiot, for one. Oh, um, Britt Baker she was out there won. to get. She was out there to get beat up, period. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it made what could have been a great match into a squash match, basically. And Britt Baker won, and then her and Rebel... Like got a sharpie and wrote all over uh, <laughs> Maddie's face. So this is what we have for matches set up right now. So we have Nyla Rose and Britt Baker will face each other Wednesday on Dynamite. Then we have the finals of the Japanese side of the bracket of Yuka Sakazaki versus Ryo Mizunami. And... Thunder Rosa and Riho facing off this Sunday on Bleacher Report, which I happen to have a login, so I'll be watching. Um, it's free on Bleacher Report this Sunday, yes, by the yes, way. Yes, this one's 100% free, so all you got to do is just get the app and get in there, and you can watch it for free. Um, so there's also two other matches that have been uh, set up for this um, this weekend, and... It is, oh, I have it right here, sorry. Uh, Six-woman yes. uh, six tag match. Yes, yes. I, I'm looking forward to this, son of a bitch, yes. really hard. So we have Hikairo Shida, Mei Saruga, Rin Katakura versus Emi Sakura, Veni, and, and the owner of our heart, the leader of our simp army, Maki Ito. Makiito! Yeah! <laughs> so, looking forward to this one. Um, this match has not happened, as, so, and maybe they'll, they'll, they'll let her get a win on this, but honestly, I think they really should switch um, Makiito and uh, Mei Saruga flip sides, uh, because, you know, Mei has been in uh, Emmy's corner. So that's going to be another one of the matches. So we're going to have four total matches Sunday of Rio Th- match. Uh, Rio Thunder Rosa, Ryo Mizunami versus Yuka Sakazaki. This one. And then there was a fourth one, but I, I cannot find it. So it might just be a three matcher. If you, if anybody knows what the fourth match is, please tweet us because I even went to AEW, I went everywhere. I cannot find the fourth match, but they did like pimp it out at one point. But they say it was going to be a fourth match. I, yeah. I hadn't heard of a fourth match. That's why I was curious. So, all right. So now we know how this is all going to work out. So we have the Japanese finals that are going to happen, and then we have the U.S. semifinals happening Wednesday and Sunday. So. The following Wednesday is going to be the finals to find out who will face Hikaru Shida in um, Revolution, at Revolution. Internet rumors are saying it's going to be Ryo Mizunami. And I could not be more angry about that decision. Mm, yeah. I would want to see Britt Baker, of all people that are left, I want to see, this is my just my preference. I don't know if we're at that stage yet for... Pick, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's just exactly where I were. All right, my my preference would be Britt Baker for this reason. Um, 
it's been almost a year since you know, or maybe over a year. It's time time to drop the belt off of Sheeta. Yep. Baker is good. Baker's got that feud with Thunder Rosa going on. That'll keep going on. Plus, she has a long history with Sheeta. I think that to me, that's storytelling wise, that's the best way to go is Britt Baker. Plus, I think Britt Baker deserves it right now. I, I agree. Um, and Nick, I really want to hear your thoughts on this because mm-hmm. she has fought everybody. That's the, that's the thing. Ryo Mizunami is the only one we haven't seen her fight. Like she's fought Yuka Sakazaki. Sure. She's fought Emi Sakura. She's done all these. She's Ryo Mizunami is the only one on the Japanese side. She's never faced. And then she's faced everybody on, on the U S side. So like it, unfortunately it makes logical sense to go Ryo, but I hate it because I right. hate her style. And I think, she does not blend well to the United States, like, you know, viewer, unfortunately, not like a Makito or uh, Emi Sakura or, you know, Yuka Sakazaki. None Yuka of them. Sakura, yeah. Like, it just makes sense. I agree with you. I agree Britt Baker is the choice. I am put me on record for that, that she should win it. And I think this is how it should go down. And then, Nick, you're next on this. I think thunder rosa is going to help her win to only help set up the few that they're going for the belt against each other i would like okay. to see that like okay. old school like i'm gonna help you get what you want because i really want that since i didn't win i would like to see that <clears throat> that's got personally I, I think i think you guys have your eye on the wrong ball i agree with everything everything you guys said and my preferences are the same this whole thing is about Nyla Rose. That's why Rio's going to be the contender. Because it ain't about anybody except for Nyla Rose. And she's going to win. Okay. I mean, I can't say that I wouldn't be shocked by that. I wouldn't either. I just don't want it. I don't either. But that's what it's going to be. We've already, <laughs> we've already seen her as champ, though. That's the thing. Like, It's time for a new champ. Right, mm-hmm. and that, but you can't you can't go down the same path with you. You, don't, you only have this. This is the problem when you have somebody who's considered to be such a physically dominant part of a uh, of a division is that they only have. There's only one trick to that that show, and if you pull that trick out early, well, I will pull, very happily be again? wrong. If I am wrong, I will be pleased. But I'm that's that's what I'm going. Well, with. we're we're usually happy when you're wrong in general. So okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 a pretty big fan of when you're wrong. Everybody is. It just comes with it. We'll see. So that was the women's tournament. Pretty simple. Um, lots of good wrestling coming up. I'm looking forward to Wednesday's night Wednesday night match of uh, Nyla Rose and Britt Baker. I really want to see what happens there. So, I mean. Obviously, we know Nick's in the Nyla camp. JJ, you and I are in the Brit camp. Yep. So, this should be a fun one. Um, I, I'm looking forward to actually breaking this match down with you guys on, on uh, Wednesday or Thursday night. Uh, yeah. So, this one should be a good one. Overall, another solid showing from this women's division thing. Um, and, and we tweeted this out earlier today. Man, AEW's... Women's division has came a long way from where a it was. Very long way because they didn't know what they had, and now they know what they have, and they're. It feels their like strengths. they made the turn. Yes. they made that turn. So 
I'm still calling it that that Thunder Rosa match, like that Thunder Rosa Serena Deep match, uh, or was it? No, it was a Serena Deep. Um, it was the the opener. Um, Layla Hirsch, that was a solid match, but it was the week right before that Thunder Rosa won against somebody, and we called it out as Who's like this that? is the coming, this is it, this is the moment. Is that Britt? Uh, yeah, it was Britt. You're absolutely right. And then uh, yeah, because yeah. it was Bass, it was Bass Beach Brass. Sorry, all this WWE we've been watching lately is totally like caught our memory, and we can't recall. Yeah, shit I, I am so sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, but the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match that. Uh, Rebel interfered with and made the amazing faces and all that good stuff. That was the match for me that I, I was like, they have made the turn. And since then, their shit's been quality. Like, it has been quality, yeah. good matches, except for the Asia Kong Ryan Wizanami match. But that's because right. that's their styles and their Japanese style, strong styles. And they're not permanent it. AEW yeah. fixtures. So, and you know, it's once again, the question is. What do we do with this? You because you you're gonna have momentum no matter what how it is one way or another. At the end of this tournament, you're gonna have momentum. Well, how are you gonna take this? Where are you gonna go with this? Uh, it's interesting in the parallels. If those of you who who did follow TNA back in the day, and for those of you who didn't, I'll let you know that TNA was the first one to do a women's revolution about three years before the whole "Give Divas a Chance" movement hashtag whatever. TNA really stepped up their game because they were a joke of their knockouts division. You know, it was very much the whole divas thing. once again, and they were ahead of the curve. They decided to have this major, once again, a tournament, this major number one contender tournament for their knockouts championship. And they introduced all these women who know, we know by it's seen at the time. You got, you got to meet Angelina Love and Velvet Sky and ODB and Awesome Kong, you know, and all these. So, and that was the start of, at the time, and still to this day, I think that that section of TNA, the women's, the women's, uh, uh, or knockouts division, if you would, was some of the best women's wrestling on major American TV. And I think that this is feels very similar to me from living through that, being a TNA fanboy when TNA was good, to now seeing this. It's through a tournament, but you're getting to see these different people. Tay Conti stepped up and showed out. You know, Layla Hirsch can put it down, even though she's tiny, you know, vertically. Uh, you know, <laughs> Nyla Rose is back to being Nyla Rose and the good Nyla Rose again. You got some Japanese talent who we didn't know, but we've fallen in love with, so... Where do we go from here? It's long been my thing. Don't lose this momentum. Don't resort back to just one three-minute squash match every week. Let's get let's keep it going because there's some legitimately good talent in here. And I want to see it. I want to see more of it. Absolutely. Nick? No. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Some Fucking dynamite. That was gold, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Love that commentary. There was one thing that we did forget to mention that I enjoyed. Please, what's that? that? uh, It wasn't that great, but it was something that uh, spiced up an otherwise dull match. And that was uh, Aja Kong's tossing of the wastebasket to Sheeta Uh, and then throwing Ryu into the (laughs) wastebasket. Yeah, that was pretty good. I I didn't want to bring up the wastebasket because I don't get it. Why is she just carrying an empty wastebasket with her? Is there a purpose? Anyway... 
Okay, I'll get I'll give that to you. Well, on that note, on 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 Nick's love of Asia Kong's weights basket, let's wrap it up. Uh, we ran a little bit longer this week. We had a pay per view. That sometimes happens these pay per view shows, guys. Thank you for sticking with us. Those of you who stuck around to the end, as always, you can catch us on all of your favorite podcast locations. Uh, uh, we are on Apple, Amazon, iTunes. Uh, that is Apple. I don't even know all of them. Everywhere you find podcasts, all of them. Find- all of them. Spotify, you got it. Follow us on Twitter, at Total Spot Fest, And check us out on YouTube. All of our podcasts are loaded in audio, in video format. They're audio, but in video format. Uh, every Wednesday and Friday uh, is Total Spot Fest Live everywhere you're lo- searching. So give us a holler. Give us a shout. Get in the conversation. Comment on our videos. Give us a tweet back. If you have any questions, uh, just let us know. Anything you want to talk about? Give us give us a shout, uh, Nick. Any final thoughts? Nah, I'm ready to hear what uh, Jamie's got for us. All right, well, yeah, we we, we it's now a thing. So uh, I thank you guys for joining us this week, Jamie. <laughs> well, everybody have a good week. And if you are not down with TSL, I got two words for you. Anna, Anna. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> for AJ. We miss you. Well Much done. love, girl. Much love. All right. Take care, guys. See you.